0: If you have your Bibles, would you open up to Proverbs chapter 30? For the, fa- the past few weeks, it's where we've lived. Four things exceedingly wise, four things majestic and stately. And we've gained some incredible wisdom from the verses we've looked at. The book of Proverbs is full of wisdom and instruction that is extremely applicable to our lives today, it's very practical. It speaks to the situations and the circumstances we are facing and going through or entering into. It really does speak to all of life. Tonight, verses 18 to 20, Proverbs 30, verses 18 and 19. First, it reads, There be three things which are too wonderful for me, yea, four which I know not. The way of an eagle in the air, the way of a serpent upon a rock, the way of a ship in the midst of the sea, and the way of a man with a maid. Four things which are too wonderful for me, four things which I cannot comprehend, four things difficult to understand. Four things here set out by the writer really by our Lord to encourage us, to exhort us, to teach us, to see us grow and increase in our walk with the Lord. The voice translation reads, there are three mysteries I find absolutely amazing. No, make it four I cannot comprehend. The way an eagle flies through the sky, the way a snake moves over a rock, the way a boat glides through the middle of the sea, The way a man becomes one with his virgin wife. An eagle in the air, a serpent upon a rock, a ship in the midst of the sea, the way of a man with a maid. Four things, too wonderful, they're so wonderful. They're amazing. And how soon these go beyond our knowledge, our ability to comprehend. Our understanding number one tonight an eagle in the air how incredible is the flight of the eagle right here this here is the potential of the believer to soar like an eagle to live a life that is beyond what we could ask think or even imagine that's what the word of the Lord is speaking to us teaching us here when we look to the eagle I don't know what kind of life you think you've been invited into what kind of life you've been welcomed into by the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ but it it's always being and it's to be one that is way beyond what you could ask think or even imagine that's the heart of God A great life, a life that's too wonderful, a life that soars high. Isaiah 40, verses 28 to 31, Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth? Neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Are you soaring high in life? Your relationship with Jesus Christ, your Christianity, or is it grounded? What does it look like tonight? The word wait here is kava, it's a primitive root to bind together, to twist, to collect and to expect, to gather together, to look patiently, tarry, wait for, on and upon. And this is where we find our potential, this is how we actually realize our potential, it's when we bind our lives together with the Lord, we twist Our lives in with the Lord, we collect and expect from the Lord. We gather, we look, we tarry, we wait for, on, and upon the Lord. That's the kind of life, that's the Christian life that soars. That's the Christian life. It's like the eagle in the air. Those who wait upon the Lord, they shall find strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. This is a life that's too wonderful. It's a life that every one of us can live. Maybe you were under a different conviction or a different thought pattern tonight when you entered the room. Or maybe that same thought pattern is caging you right now. But the truth is every one of us can live this kind of life where we soar with the Lord. A life that really is beyond all we ask. All we could think. Of all we could ever imagine. Soaring in life, high above, carried by the wind of the Spirit. Proverbs 30, verse 19, in the message, how an eagle flies so high in the sky. You see, it's because of the Lord, we all have the potential in life to soar high, to soar high in circumstances, to soar high in all situations, to soar high. In all seasons of life, no matter the season we find ourselves in, we should be those like the eagles soaring high because we've learned to what? We've learned to wait on the Lord. We've learned to bind our life in with the Lord, to twist our life in with the Lord. That's the call here. That's the wisdom here. It's true wisdom. Our soaring in the height. Are directly related to the binding together of our life with God, as tonight, if we bound our life in with God if we really twisted our life in with God. That's a good question to ask ourselves. It's good that we examine ourselves, truly, truly examine ourselves. You see, I can grow up in a church and never bind my life in with God. Never twist my life in with God. I can be born in a Christian home and never really bind my life in with God and twist my life in with God. See, the threat of your life is your responsibility. It's your opportunity to twist it in and bind it with God, but you have to make that choice. We can be surrounded by others that have bound their life in with God and twisted their life in with God, and we can be on the outside looking in, knowing that we haven't. But our ability to soar in life, to be like the eagle that flies high in the air, carried by the wind of the Holy Spirit, that soars high in all circumstances, in all seasons, in all situations of life, no matter what we face, is directly related to how we've bound our life in with God, how we've twisted our life in with the Lord. So tonight, are we twisted in tight or not bound whatsoever? Or is it a loose weaving because of our decision or indecision? Proverbs 30, verse 19, the way of an eagle in the air. How many want to soar like the eagle? Let's bind our life in with God. Let's twist our life in with the Lord. There's an idea out there today that It's God's responsibility to twist his life in with ours or to bind his life in with our life, but it's simply not the way it is. We don't come to God and offer him an opportunity to twist his life in with ours. We come to him and we accept the opportunity and the great privilege to twist our life in into him. Let's make that decision, amen. Number two tonight, a serpent upon a rock. Proverbs 30, verse 19, the way of a serpent upon a rock. My, the warfare or feud of the devil against the believer. How many know what I'm talking about? The warfare we face, the feud we are in, we're a mess in this battle is constantly going on. How is it? that the believer, like a rock, is unmoved. That though we're in this warfare, though we're in this feud, how is it that we are unmoved? Psalm 16, verse 8, it says, I have set the Lord always before me, because He is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. You see, we need to get the rock nature into us, that Though we are in this warfare, though we are in this battle, though we are in this feud, though the serpent, the enemy, the devil, the enemy of our souls would come to slither upon our life and move upon our life, we are those that are unmoved. And it's not impossible. It's very possible. With God, all things are possible. On our own, it is impossible. But with the Lord, it's possible to live this kind of life. Jesus lived this kind of life. The enemy came to slither on his life, to move him, to affect him. But Jesus had the rock nature built into him. We know that he is the rock. But he had that nature. And we need to be a people of God. We need to be a generation. We need to be a body of believers that have the rock nature. See, our only hope in this warfare and in this feud is to set the Lord always before us. This is how we, like a rock, remain unmoved. Isn't this too wonderful to think that we can live this kind of a life? It's amazing. How big is the rock? Well, it grows. It's continually increasing in size as we continually set the Lord always before us. It's harder and harder for the enemy to have any effect on us because we are continually setting the Lord before us. Is the Lord continually set before us? God's desire for us is an unmovable life. The serpent may move upon us, but to no effect. I don't know about you tonight, but I want to live that kind of life. That though I know, and it's a reality, and I can't fully escape it, the serpent is going to move upon my life. The serpent's going to move upon your life. The enemy's going to come and slither across your life. Maybe every so often, maybe more often than the next. We don't know. We accept what we get on this side of eternity. And the Lord is leading us and he's proving us and he's trying us and he's growing us and he's blessing us. Whatever it is, we can live a life that is unmovable. Do you believe that tonight? And I hope you do. Number three tonight, a ship in the midst of the sea. I love the sight of a ship at sea how the vessel cuts through the waters and breaks through the formidable waters, the waves. What a sight. See, in this life we face waters. In this life we face rough waters. Waves crash up against us. They come to break us, to sink us, to have us turn back, to have us Retreat to keep us from our destiny, our calling, our purpose. Waves come. Formidable waters come to keep us from our destination. You might be facing it right now and feeling it right now. These waves, they come. You see, we know that the Lord is for us and he is for our vessel. Think about your life. It's a vessel. You have a destiny. You have a calling. You have opportunity. You have a point that you are to reach. We're journeying with the Lord. He's calling us on. He's moving us forward. But these waters come, don't they? They come to break our resolve. They come to sink us. The truth tonight with the Lord, not waves, No tossing can keep us from gaining our point. Think about some of the examples in the Word of God. Think about Daniel's vessel, how it cut through the formidable waters. Think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. My, how Joseph's vessel cut through the formidable waters, the waves that came to crush him and break his dreams and cause everything to sink. How David's vessel cut through... waters and wow how jesus christ vessel cut through the waters you see it's too wonderful it's beyond our comprehension it simply is amazing and i want to just say to us tonight stick with god and you'll gain your point stick with god and you'll reach the point where you're headed and where you're going don't get distracted don't turn away don't Turn to another means. Stick with God and you'll reach your point. I know sometimes we look at the waves, all that's coming up against our life, and on our own, truthfully, we can't handle them. That's the truth. I think if we can handle them, the dream isn't big enough. I think if we can fulfill the dream without God, it's not big enough for God. It's probably not a big enough dream for us. But these waters... They come, the waves come. They come, really, you want to know the truth? They come to sink our Christianity. Not just our calling and our destiny, but these waves come and they beat against the Christian, the vessel that is surrendered to the Lord, but they come to wear us down. See us turn back. Give up. Lose hope and pack it in. Stick with God and you'll gain your point. Number four tonight, the way of a man with a maid. It's a beautiful picture here, a man with his chaste virgin. And this speaks of the Lord and his bride. It speaks of us with the marriage partner the Lord has prepared for us, how we become one with the Lord and how we become one with the marriage partner the Lord has prepared. Prepared for us. That's what's being said here. And I want to dive into this just for a few moments here tonight. The way of a man with a maid. First point under here is don't sell your virtue. <laughs> this is going to speak deep tonight. You know, you think of the cursed arts which the vile adulterer, the devil, has to debauch, to corrupt, to degrade and ruin us. He comes to persuade us all his affections and affirmations, doesn't he? He comes with smooth words. He comes with powerful charms and promises and assurances of secrecy and reward. The enemy comes after us to persuade us to yield to his wicked and abominable lust. That's the truth. Don't sell your virtue. The enemy is working away and he's using his cursed arts to bring us the unwary virgin, if we are that, to sell our virtue, our honor, our peace, and our soul. And Tonight we're going to apply this to the Christian right here. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2, it reads, For I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. J.B. Phillips' New Testament reads, My jealousy over you is the right sort of jealousy, for in my eyes you are like a fresh, unspoiled girl who I am presenting as fiance to your true husband, Christ himself. I'm afraid that your minds may be seduced from a single-hearted devotion to him by the same subtle means that the serpent used towards Eve. Wow. you know, we must be wise. Cursed arts come to steal our innocence, our purity, our spotlessness, our commitment, our devotion to the one we are betrothed to. I want to encourage us all tonight, don't sell your virtue. That's your goodness, your chastity, the abstinence, the worth, the quality. And tonight, what could be worth our virtue, what in the world, what promise, what affection, what assurance, what reward could be worth surrendering our virtue for? And there is nothing, a chaste virgin for Christ. Don't sell your virtue. I hope we can receive the word tonight. The enemy comes with his cursed arts, break us down and wear us down until we sell it the way of a man with a maid. Don't be the base traitor. (laughs) Heaven forbid we be one using cursed arts to corrupt, degrade, defile, ruin those that are betrothed to the Lord, chaste virgins in the kingdom. And I want to say tonight, if we've lost our mind and bought a bag of tricks, cursed arts, we better fall to our knees before God and cry out for mercy. Heaven forbid we cause even the tiniest spot or wrinkle in the robe of another. It's serious business. Way more serious than we think. Heaven forbid we cause even the tiniest spot or wrinkle in the robe of another. Don't be the base trader. The way of a man with a maid, don't be the adulteress. This is someone that has bought into the lifestyle. They've given themselves over to the adulterer. It's incredible the art and the way that works of darkness are kept from coming to the light. Cursed arts. Proverbs 30, verse 20, it says, Such is the way of an adulterous woman. She eateth and wipeth her mouth and saith, I have done no wickedness. Think about it. How people manage their wickedness. How they work at keeping it. How they diligently purpose to clean up the trace. They manage it and claim no wickedness. People manage their wickedness and claim no wickedness. (laughs) Maybe it's not completely out of control, maybe it's not out in the open and so they they manage it and they claim no no wickedness. They wipe the trail so they think. What care is taken to cover the trail? What care is taken to hide? the evidence, and then to convince oneself that there's no wrong? Have you ever met somebody that's real good at managing wickedness and they're convinced now that there's no wrong? That's the craziest way of life. It's one messed up mind. The Bible exhorts us and speaks to us that we watch out. It's hard to understand. It's too wonderful. It's difficult for me. Hosea 12, verses 7 and 8, it reads, A cunning Canaanite, deceitful scales are in his hand. He loves to oppress. And Ephraim said, Surely I have become rich. I have found wealth for myself. In all my labors, they shall find in me no iniquity that is sin. But the message reads, Look how well I've covered my tracks. Not a hint of fraud, not a sign of sin. You know, we must keep ourselves chaste. Are there any works of darkness in our lives that we are industriously keeping? Any works of darkness in our life that we're managing? Are we denying Our conscience, are we denying the Holy Spirit? Are we denying the Word of God? You see, we deny the Word of God when the Word of God comes to cut deep and we claim no wickedness. When we continue to manage that very thing that the sword is coming to cut out of our life, we actually deny the Word of God. How often, even in this generation, is the Word of God denied? How often is the Holy Spirit denied, although we've welcomed Him? Imagine welcoming the Holy Spirit as a guest into your life, and then denying Him. Pretty soon, He may not feel welcome. (laughs) Like, you welcomed me in. You said, come. You know, all manners of adultery are serious. Not just the big, big ones that pop into our heads. All manners of adultery are serious. I want to encourage us tonight, let's pride ourselves in being chaste and hold on to it for dear life. We've been betrothed to the Lord, to Jesus Christ. Let's not let go of our devotion. Let's not be the one that causes a spot or a wrinkle in someone else's robe. Let's not buy a bag of cursed arts and go after other people and lead them astray and cause them to sell their virtue. Let's not be that that people. Let's have the worship team return tonight. Proverbs 30, verses 18 and 19. There be three things which are too wonderful for me. Yea, four, which I know not, the way of an eagle in the air, the way of a serpent upon a rock, the way of a ship in the midst of the sea, and the way of a man with a maid. How wonderful. Too wonderful. Absolutely amazing. You know, tonight, if your life is grounded, I want to encourage you to begin to soar. To live the kind of life Jesus Christ has destined you to live. The kind of life he's welcomed you into. He didn't mean for you to be grounded. He meant for you to soar. As long as you have breath in your lungs, as long as you're alive on this side of eternity, that you would live a life where you're soaring. Beyond what you could ask, think, or even imagine, that's the kind of life he's welcomed us into. And again, it comes by binding our life in with the Lord, twisting our life in with the Lord. So if we aren't soaring in our Christian life, I would encourage every single one of us to take a look at how we're binding our life in with God and how we're twisting our life in with the Lord and the frequency thereof. If we haven't twisted our life in, we know this is a continual thing. It's a one-time thing, yes, but it's a continual thing that every day we need to purpose, to bind ourselves in with God. You think of how soon... We're grounded. How quick in our Christian life we can go from soaring to nothing. Unbelievable. Some people soaring one moment, even, and the next, grounded. It's not meant to be like that. God wants us to soar like the eagle. Though the serpent move upon us, we shall not be moved. Maybe you feel the serpent right now. And we all feel the serpent, and we all know what that feels like. And if we don't, let's cry out that God put more of the rock nature in us so that we can feel it. Don't live a life that can be moved. Don't have a way of Christianity, a way of relationship with Jesus Christ that can be moved. God is calling all of us to get the rock nature inside of us that we be like all those that were unmovable. And with God, we are sure to gain our point. So if your vessel feels tossed tonight in your calling, your destiny Maybe something the Lord has specifically called you to right now. Maybe just it's your Christianity. You feel like the waves are pounding against your vessel. The truth tonight and the wisdom tonight the encouragement tonight is to stick with God. And you'll gain your point. And tonight, let's be those that honor our virtue. I mean, let's not give it up. It, It just ain't worth it. Hold to it. Hold on to for dear life. So tonight we add four things, too wonderful. Let's stand. We're just going to lift this up and close in prayer. If you need prayer, you're welcome to come. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, don't leave this place tonight without that assurance and that hope and that life. And if it's one of these areas tonight, and I know these areas... They do apply to all of us. If we're struggling in one of these areas, or two, or all four, let's cry out and let's surrender to the Lord. And let's ask Him tonight to take us as we wait on Him to the heights to soar like the eagle and to make us unmovable with that rock nature and to cause us to be like the ship that reaches the point and to be that chaste virgin. Amen? Let's reach out to the Lord tonight. Let's lift this song. Thank you, Jesus.